Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to... The Sexy Unique Podcast. And I'm your host, Lara Marie Shanghals. My guest today is a sports writer and also a Vanderpump Rules enthusiast. One of the few, I think. Yes. Dave Schilling. Hello. Hi. This is a real pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you here. I've been looking for a podcast where I can talk about Vanderpump Rules for years now. Well, congratulations, you came to the right place. At last. (laughs) I was just knocking on doors in West Hollywood hoping someone had a Vanderpump Rules podcast, and this was the first one that opened the door for me. Yeah, your prayers have been answered. (laughs) (laughs) The heavens shone down upon you. I feel so fortunate. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that we were able to work it out, too, as the season's nearing its end and Mm -hmm. things are getting dire, and I'm sure you have a lot to say. I have much to say. Many, many things. Um, So we're going to discuss, obviously, part two of the reunion, but, you know, I welcome any and all thoughts, musings, and feelings about the entire Vanderbump universe. I'm a volcano of emotions and opinions and i'm about to explode um so wait you were just saying before we started recording that so you watch this with your wife i do yeah who who got on to the show first so we were on vacation on catalina island and one of the things my wife likes to do when we go on vacation is stay in the hotel room and watch television same why else would you go on what else would you do i mean i guess the only other thing that we do on vacation is drink Mm -hmm. go to bars and stuff um but during the day, it's just like, ugh, I don't want to get up. Can we, can we just order in, et cetera, et cetera. So we're flipping through the TV, and then Vanderpump Rules comes on. And I I, I, I can't remember who said it, but someone said, let's just watch this for a while. It looks stupid. Mm-hmm. So we watched nine episodes in a row. <laughs> yes. And then may or may not have gone to dinner. That's the best vacation of all time. It was awesome. So then I just became hooked from there. 
Um, I was never a huge reality show fan, but this place where I used to work, uh, this website called Grantland, which was a subsite of ESPN, mm-hmm. everybody watched reality shows. Like, um, you know, one of the the big things with all of the editorial staff was the challenge. So I got into the challenge too because of that. And Vanderpump Rules quickly became the only one that I watch. Yeah. Like I just cut the rest of them out. And now I, I just wait for Mondays. I'm kind of the same. Like I got rid of my cable two years ago and I was like, Vanderpump Rules is all I really need. And so sometimes I'll still fuck with like a housewives here and there, but mostly Vanderpump sustains me and like, it's a lot to handle just to like wrap your head <laughs> and your heart around them. So <laughs> I have to keep up with all of my friends and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I always say that. Well, my friends are on TV to my mm-hmm. wife. She finds that very disturbing. Um, what season was it that you guys were watching? I want to say it was season three. Oh, okay. I think it was the tail end of season three because then season four, we just watched it all the way through the rise of Lala and, uh, and James. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because season three was the season with Vale. Yeah. What happened to her? You know what? Nothing. She, she was just, very like, bad. She was very bad. I think she didn't understand what she'd gotten herself into. Like, I think it seemed, A, I think she was paid. I have a friend that's friends with her, mm-hmm. like IRL. And according to him, she was paid, like, a hefty sum to p- appear as a character on this reality show. And I think probably the money was good. And she was like, okay, I'll do it. And then she got there and realized, wait, I've just ended up in like (laughs) the trashiest reality show of all time. And like, how am I going to get work as an actress or respect as a human being if I continue this? And like really decided like shut down and then she wouldn't play ball like with anyone no i remember the the original storyline for her was flirting with jacks and then that didn't go anywhere and then like the last two or three episodes you could tell the producers got very desperate because then she was going on a date with peter (laughs) who was like 97th on the call sheet if it was a real tv show and then like didn't was there any sort of like beef between Jax and Peter or like one, was there any moment of tension? No. Between? Okay. No, not I thought at that all. maybe they try, I was, I'm trying to think back cause it feels like so long ago that Vale was like in our lives. Yeah. And like, I was trying to remember if they tried to have like one little scene with Jax and Peter being like, what the fuck? Come but, on. Well, I mean, they already had both dated Stassi. True. So I think they've moved past the whole Eskimo brothers thing. And yeah. Just like, well, this is good for the show. This is natural. This is what yeah, happens. You're supposed to hook up <laughs> with one person and then they're supposed to hook up with you. And it's good for them. Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember, I don't want to get off too much on Vale because she's not on the show anymore and hasn't been for a long time, but... Didn't they try to like make it a big deal that she went to Harvard or Yale or something? Didn't she go to, she went to Princeton, I think. Okay, Princeton. On like a running scholarship. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one sport I don't understand. I love sports, but running. Like a long distance run? Yeah, I guess, I guess that's, it's hard to do because Lord knows I don't do a whole lot of running, but I mean, learn a skill. Yeah. Come on, man. Take a badminton. It's pretty simple. (laughs) You just have to run. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did cross country in high school, like my freshman year of high school and then didn't do it anymore after that. But it was like still it's pretty chill. You just like run in shape. You try and run faster. Then you try and run as fast as you can and improve your times. Pretty. (sighs) It's 
straightforward. Oh, man, that that's why it's, it's not on ESPN. They all excelled at that so much that she got to go Ivy League because of it. Yeah, well, I guess uh, Michigan State didn't have a serious running program. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the reunion. Yes. Um, Jax opened things up by like admitting he got Botox the day before. And then Lisa was like, Everyone knows it takes three days to kick in. What Not everyone thinking? knows that. I don't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that either. And yeah. I feel like I know a shit ton about Botox. I know zero about Botox other than the fact that they inject a needle into your skull, <laughs> yeah. which is all I need to know. Never going to happen. Uh, but Jack, Jax is like addicted to that. Yeah. And there's I something slightly different about his face every season. True. And it was so evident when they had the flashbacks of him in during this reunion when he actually used to be very attractive. And I was like, oh, wait, that's what Jack's really. That's the Jack's that I've always like had the hots for. Yeah. And then I guess it's the Botox or the fillers or something, but or just like aging into a thicker version of himself. <laughs> but like. Something is not coming together. It's definitely part of his his thickening because he used to be real. He used to be like a lean guy. It's he all that protein. Lean. He needs to cut off the protein. It's protein. And I wanted to ask you because you have like sports knowledge. Mm -hmm. Like I want to get your take on like a steroid situation. Like what you think the steroid thing is there. If he... I feel like that could play a big role into the thickening too. And, and also the the multiple um boob jobs that he's received no i don't i don't think he's uh, on steroids he would be you know in better shape if he was not that he's in bad shape because mm -hmm. again i have no room to talk here uh but he'd be more chiseled like yeah. he's in he's in good shape for a man his age but he's not like cut yeah and that's the key sign of a steroid journey is like you're really cut up yeah, exactly. You you have a lot of definition. Mm -hmm. But they but they also mess with your appearance. They mess with your face as a man, kind of, right? Yeah, and also your balls. Yeah. It's really bad for your balls. I feel like Jax has already compromised that area so much, he might not want to keep going down that road. Also, tanning beds can't be good for your junk either. No, right? they're not good for anything. Yeah, isn't it like radiation or something? Yeah, it's pure. It's like you're inviting, you're sending skin cancer an open invite to like RSVP to kill you. <laughs> I don't I don't want to jump ahead too far, but uh, I have had my, my balls... On the back of Tom Sandoval's neck before. Oh my god, yeah, that's because you and Sandoval liaised at Coachella. We, we had a we had a powwow. That was two years ago, right? That was last year's Coachella. That was last year. That was oh during god. the filming of the of the season, I think. So he was like, ha may or may not had si have signed an NDA during. <laughs> that's that correct. Time. That's right. That's why I was like, I wonder if he signed an NDA. But James. Was there no Lala? Did not see Lala at all. And for for background, I wrote a piece about meeting them at Coachella for the Guardian, which you can find if you if you Google my name and Vanderpump Rules. Mm -hmm. um, and so we met, and that was when Sandoval had his like weird colored hair situation. Yeah, the extensions. Exactly. And James was still drinking at the time. He was messed up on a lot of stuff, I think. And it was the three of them hanging out together. Yes. And I yeah. think there might have been James's girlfriend and maybe a couple other people that I didn't know. Raquel or another? Yeah. 
Yeah, it was her. You interacted with Raquel? No, she was somewhere else. It was like James was in my face the whole time, like screaming at me. Mm-hmm. We were watching Major Laser or something, and he was just like, "Hey, how do you how do you know Tom? <laughs> do, oh, anyone who's Tom's friend is my friend too." And then gives me a big hug. And then when I and and, and so the reason why I ended up with my my genitals on Tom's <laughs> neck was because he's like, "Hey, man." You ever been to the VIP section? I was like, you mean at Coachella? <laughs> yeah, man, the VIP. I'm like, well, I mean, they didn't let me in because press doesn't get in the VIP anymore. He's like, no, man, not that. The real VIP. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that was. He's like, I'm going to put you up on my shoulders. On my shoulders is where the vi- Atop real VIP. the shoulders yes. of Sandoval. And I was like, I'm a little huskier than, than normal. Are you sure you want to do this? He's like, man, I've been training for a reason. Wow. <laughs> so I go up there and I hand Ariana my beer. And I'm like, just hold on to that because, you know, I'm real thirsty. It's Coachella. Mm-hmm. And I'm up there for way too long way too like it becomes uncomfortable for me to be waving my hands in the air and i'm wearing a and boy. also you're kind of like the asshole of coachella now because the whole thing is like when you're in the crowd and then uh, like it's normally like the hot girl that yeah. goes up on the shoulders she and pops her titties out or something yeah and you're just like i can't wait for this bitch to get down so i can see you're that bitch i'm a big <laughs> the big black bitch <laughs> and i'm wearing a blazer and shorts bla- <laughs> aren't you hot I was, it was a, it was one of those like summery ones. Oh, okay. I wanted to look like a a light, breathable material. I wanted to look like a journalist. So I wore a blazer. That was a mistake. That's a serious journalist. I looked fucking stupid. (laughs) Holy shit. But you had the time of your life. It was great. Yeah. that's all that matters. Tom and Ariana are super nice. Uh, James, not so much. I have to be real about James because I come down off of his, off of Tom's shoulders and I'm like, where's my, where's my beer? And Ariana whispers to me, James, drink it. Mm. It was like half full. And no. apparently he just gulped it in one in one drink, like one pull, and it was gone. He has a drinking problem. Uh, yes, he does. You know? I mean, I, I, it's not even an alleged drinking problem. I wonder if like if he'll ever listen to this. And then when he's completed some of the 12 steps, if you'll be a person <laughs> that he reaches out to to like make things right. Apologize to me. I've been complaining about this on Twitter for a long time. One day you're going to get a knock on your door and you're going to be like, who is that? It's the middle of the day. And it'll be James Kennedy. Some being English like, motherfucker I'm with sorry, a butt mate. chin. I didn't mean to drink oh, your I beer. didn't know it was yours. Any friend of Tom's is a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> it was really sweet that he gave me a hug, but it was like one of those MDMA hugs. It never ended. It lasted too long. It did. It's a little clammy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was, that guy was cut. He's shredded. Yeah. Well, I feel like James Kennedy does not eat. He just boozes and then drugs. Is he drinking again? In his Instagram, it leads me to believe that he's back on it. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think he ever like committed to being sober. Every His narrative was always like, I've been... I haven't been drinking for a week or like <laughs> I haven't been drinking for two days. Look at all this ice cream I'm eating. Yeah. It that was never ice cream like, thing, man. I'm com- I've committed to sobriety and like I'm in AA now. It was just like there are little chunks of dry time. It's like he turns on that voice that you, everybody did when they were a kid, when their parents were mad at them. Now I've learned a very serious lesson. I'm sorry I drove drunk and uh, was smoking cigarettes in the living room. I didn't mean it. I'm really sorry. Yeah. But then, you know, he's not really serious. He's not super serious. He just like wants to get out of being in trouble. Yeah. But 
what was interesting about this reunion too is like when they brought up the discrepancy between Lisa firing Kristen and firing James, how she was like, well, I felt so bad for James because I knew what he was going through with his family. And like, I guess Lisa does know his family very well. Yeah. And like anyone that knows his family well enough knows that his mom is like a Gila monster from Hades. Like she is (laughs) truly like, she's one of the scariest people of all time. Her eyes are like... I don't know, like portals into another dimension where like everyone's head is on backwards. Yeah. It's terrifying. She's like true terror vibes. And so like to have to deal with like any drama that's like related out of like his parents divorcing and all that, I'm sure like very negatively affects him. And when you add booze to the mix and you're already like emotionally very fragile, nothing good is going to come out of that. And he'd been working at Surf for years because He's actually in season one in the background. Is he? Yeah, because I went back to like catch up on the stuff I hadn't seen. Yeah. Once I got into the show, and he shows up every once in a while, just like carrying a plate of food or something. Interesting. So he was like bussing probably at that point. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and apparently, and I think they alluded to this last night on reunion part two, is that he started dating. Kristen so he could get on the show yeah I think it was actually in part one where he was like he was like I was gonna move in with Sandoval or date Kristen he was like either way I was gonna get on the show like (laughs) if one venue would do it so he had aspirations man I wish I was that driven he's hungry he is he's the thirstiest guy in West Hollywood but there's something really likable about him that makes me continue to root for him and not just like totally hate him yeah, something about him in the reunion made me like him. Yeah. I don't know what, maybe it was because Jax started to laugh at him. I was going like, to say, oh, I yeah. think Jax's acceptance goes a long way <laughs> yeah. into like the James Kennedy likability factor. That's how I decide if I like anybody, is if Jax likes them. <laughs> Does Jax like this? <laughs> you ask yourself. Yeah, now day. I'm a big Detroit Tigers fan because Jax Taylor is. <laughs> You're watching a lot of hockey lately, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. I go to NASCAR events. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Jackson James, there was a moment in the reunion where, like, people once again spoke to, like, Jackson James being so similar and, like, just versions of the same person. And then Kristen, like, leaned forward and she was like, they are the same. <laughs> and, like, it was, like, it was so weird to see her, like, get really giddy about that and, like, in her discovery moment of that because it's, like... I guess you would know more than anyone, Kristen. Absolutely. Like. <laughs> she can she can point out their dicks from memory. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh, if they're so similar, I wonder how many like latent feelings Kristen might have felt for Jax that then got cycled into a James Kennedy relationship. I don't even think it's that complicated. I think she just thought he was hot. Yeah. I don't know if anyone... Who's hot, young, and fun. Yeah, I don't know if anyone on that show say for like one or two exceptions really thinks about like am i compatible with this person you don't think that they have like a sense of mindfulness at all times (laughs) (laughs) if they do it's it's undercut by all the uh, all the drinking yeah good point everything it is like a lot that's something that's like funny to me kind of about doing this podcast because i tend to get like very analytical about their decisions and then it's like truly probably there's no this is just, just what, what i wanted to do right now. yeah that's why i'm still on board with the uh Kristen and britney hookup story i'm so on board with that i truly believe that it 100 yeah. happened the way that their body language was and the, the way they've like tried to dodge around it is like 
you guys hooked up. Oh, absolutely. And they just don't want to admit it, which is weird because why not? It's It makes the story better. What is Brittany's mom going to get upset? Whenever they lie about anything on that show, I don't understand it because there's a record of everything that they do and all of their body language, like you said, and every single like tick and quirk. Like they they don't have poker faces. No, we can see through you guys. Come Even on, through all the Botox and fillers, it doesn't <laughs> hide the truth. Which reminds me, Kristen does this thing when she tries to laugh, and, and obviously it's a podcast, you can't see it, but she like oh, I purses know her mouth in a way that like looks like she just sucked on a lemon. Yeah, as she, opposed to laughing, and do, it's like a grimace. Yeah, it, it looks painful <laughs> mm-hmm. and like not fun you're stretching muscles that shouldn't be stretched anymore all the muscles near her nose like her upper nose between her eyes i think because those are really the only ones that can still move naturally those scrunch up Mm -hmm. so it becomes like this shocking kind of unattractive thing and i've always thought she's much more beautiful when she's like scowling or giving someone like the evil eye oh yeah there's tons of women like that in in la where Mm -hmm. it's like you're a huge bitch, and I love that about you. Yeah, and I think never she falls more, into that category. Never been more gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put a cigarette out on my face. Joy does not look good on Kristen, <laughs> no, unfortunately. Um, when Andy said Jam- he wanted James to spin at his birthday, I screamed <laughs> because I was like, this is the break that James Kennedy needs to get to level up. And then it also screamed because I was like, this cast member, none of these casts, members are going to like that statement and that you could kind of tell on their faces that they were like pissed off about but don't it don't you think that they all get invited to andy's birthday no really yeah i don't think the cast of vanderpump rules is like allowed <laughs> in his within his circle of social celebrities circle. and also like like everybody told lala don't hang out with people you don't trust yeah simple we need to talk about lala because she was really like irking me in this part of the reunion and i was like upset about it because i i really like stand hard for lala i'm like into what she's bringing to the table but i just find her i it's i don't understand when you say like why do they lie i'm like why are you lying about this you're make like she makes it so much more complicated she's contractually than to obligated to lie she has to yeah she so signed you think something. that she's signed something to protect her boyfriend yes. and so she actually can't say anything and she can't even say that she signed something absolutely is that the law of signing an nda it depends on what the the language of the contract is i mean i've signed ndas in my life mm-hmm. and uh you know, there some of them are like, well, you can talk about this after this embargo clears or you can never talk about this. I'm sure if this guy was smart and he wanted to hook up with a girl who was on a fucking reality show, he would get his lawyers to draft a 30 page document that says, here are all the things you can't say. Here's why you can't say it. Uh, here are the people you can't say it to, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I wouldn't even put myself in that position in the first place. Well, yeah, it seems kind of dumb on his part because it's like Stassi and Kristen and Katie like made it their life's mission to like dig up this guy's It's info. all over the internet. It's all no. over the internet. All you have to do is Google it and yep. you can like find out who it is. And they were like, we're going to expose her. And it's like, <laughs> you'll ex- everything will get exposed on its own. So at this point, like it does make sense now that you said like she probably signed something because everyone knows so what is the point of still being like 
it's my boo. It's my business. Like, I'm not going to bring him to the table of, like, this conversation. Yeah, there's there's got to be some legal reason why she can't talk about it. Um, and plus, like, if she talked about it, then this guy's wife would probably leave him, right? But don't you think she, the wife is probably not happy about the fact that, like, all it takes is a simple internet, ser- <laughs> like, search engine? Yeah, people have arrangements, you know? But, like... Maybe she's just like, oh, just as long as my friends don't know it's real, just don't, just don't tell them. I don't know. Their arrangement seems faulty. Because, yes. like, I get the... I understand, like, and I'm all for, like, an arrangement, but I'm like, this is, like, pretty transparent at this point. Maybe she's sleeping around, too. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he just needs a place to bury his bone, and she's like, go, go about your business, young man. <sighs> I, I I try to put myself my my head in the head of someone who is either exorbitantly wealthy or on a reality show where all their dirty laundry gets aired, and I can't do it because mm-hmm. none of the decisions that they make are logical. Yeah, zero, yeah. none of them. So when you ran into Tom and Ariana at Coachella, mm-hmm. did you have any intel as to where they were staying? Did you talk about that with them? It came up a couple times. Nothing that I wrote down, but I think that they said that they were staying at some house. Okay. And that was the dude's house. That was the dude's house. Because yeah. I was texting with Ariana over Coachella, too, because we were going to try and maybe, like, meet up at the festival. And I didn't, ask, like, I don't think I asked where they were staying, or I can't remember. I would need to, like, look back into text or something. Yeah, I want to say that they were staying far off site. Um, like, in Palm Springs. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is this is again just my hazy recollection after drinking a bunch. Um, what did you sign? <laughs> <laughs> if if I did, I couldn't say. Uh, but yeah, if James James didn't sign anything, right? No, he says he didn't. Yeah, I mean James has such a motor mouth. Like I feel like sign him signing something would mean nothing. Like I don't think it would stop anything from happening. I, I really wish I had met them after the season ended instead of right before it, it like came out. Mm-hmm. Cause then I could have just grilled them the whole time about, well, tell me about Lala. Where are you guys staying? Yeah. But it wasn't meant to be. I know. And Lala's like, I mean, all right, now I have a lot more sympathy because I'm like, she's just under lock and key. Lala mm-hmm. is like, She's such an interesting character to me because I feel like she's constantly like oppressed by the patriarchy to some extent. <laughs> like I feel like that's been her entire like journey in the show is to be like either slut shamed by like Katie or now she's in this like weird kind of controlling relationship with an older wealthy man. She's 2007 Britney Spears. Yeah. And it's like when will Lala break free? When will Lala get um, behind the wheel of the Range Rover? <laughs> Drive to Phoenix or yeah. something and just say, fuck it all. Yeah. And start over. <laughs> no, she needs to drive to like Santa Fe. She would kill it in any sort of Southwest town. Oh, absolutely. She would just find some dude on a golf course and she'd be set for life. She could just like really rock like a lot of turquoise jewelry <laughs> and like a long mane and like some silver like belt buckles. Lots of hemp. Mm-hmm. I see lots of hemp in her future cowboy boot oh yeah yeah wow like lala riding a horse like she trades the range rover for like a beautiful stallion and then just like rides it around that would be too much of an ariana move that would be yeah yeah but they have like similarities of of all of the the group it does seem like ariana is the only one who sees anything 
worth a damn in Lala. And mm-hmm. Lala did get her redemption at the end. She started crying about how hard it was to be on this show. Yeah. They didn't make it easy for her. She's going to be back next season. Oh, please, God. A hundred percent. There's no way she's not coming back. I know. When Andy was like, what did he say to her? He was like, well, good luck with, with what's next. Which was <laughs> a true. I was like, oh, my God. So rude. That was some shade. I know. I need to start saying that to people. In addition to drafting an NDA to give to people at any given time, I also need to be like, good luck with what's next. I guarantee you, Andy has a list, a mental list, probably not a physical list, but a mental list of every single person on all of those reality shows and which one of them will stay in in the entertainment industry and which ones will f- like flame out. Yeah. I'd love to know his like truth on all of the cast of Vanderpump Rules. Oh yeah. Like what he th- he truly thinks about them off the radar, off the record. I'd sign an NDA to know. <laughs> <laughs> Just for myself yeah. and my own edification. Mhm. I think he sees them as like damaged children. Yeah. And he's like their dad. Yeah. I think he has like, he's fascinated by them, but also wants a distance from them, which is why I say like, I don't see them like entering his social circle. Well, remember last year's reunion? I think they showed the clip of when James had his like petulant freak out about like the album, the album being pimped on the show. I think that's what he doesn't like. It's like when they try to like get, extra attention or to get one over on him Mm -hmm. because he i think he just sees him as like you know commodities well he's not having any of that kind of attitude whatsoever not at all when uh, the girls like googling clam bake and like trying to figure (laughs) out east coast life i'm still pretty irritated about that whole episode it was such a sneaky way to get me to watch Summer House. Do you watch Summer House now? No. Yeah, like why? They were all boring. That's what's so amazing to me about Vanderpump Rules is they found the perfect cast. Mm-hmm. Like you can cast a million reality shows and never get to such a perfect group of people as they got with this show. Like yeah. Summer House is just a bunch of like boring prep school kids who just don't have anything interesting to say and don't even really party that much. And, yeah. Oh God, they're so stupid. It never like, it never piqued my interest. I was like, when will this episode be over? So like I can get these people out of my life forever. Yeah. There's, there's nothing redeeming about them. And every single Vanderpump rules, uh, care, I hate saying character cause they're actual people, <laughs> but, but they are kind of characters. <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah, anyways. Go All of ahead. them have something that I'm kind of like, oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jax and Tom and Tom all seem like they're really good friends. And yeah. They- you know, besides Jack's like fucking all of their girlfriends, <laughs> like he's, I guess, a nice guy. Uh, but the Summer House people were just like, oh, by day we're we're uh, investment bankers, and by night we wear we wear slacks and uh, drink rosé all day. It's like, oh fuck, shut up. Yeah, it just seemed to me like a bunch of like super boring, skinny white people, and I was like, there's enough of those to go around, so what's the point here? yeah do any of you have a burgeoning pop music career yeah are any of you amateur djs <laughs> have you made a single do you have a performance of some sort coming up <laughs> do you rap <laughs> how many boob jobs have you had yeah where's like your plastic surgery storyline yeah are, are any of you dating a married man <laughs> so true the friendship too it's so important i think like the the friendship element 
that's at the core of Vanderpump Rules is like not necessarily something that can be replicated right. like show to show. Yeah, so many of them just cast a bunch of people who look right and have interesting backstories, but they don't know each other. Mm-hmm. And you can tell. You yeah. can tell when that shit's fake. And it's so good when there's like deep, deep history within like a friend group that then you can like exploit and expose yep. for like a national audience. Yeah. Um, Sheena just like can we talk about Sheena can we for talk a little about bit Sheena? I need Fuck. to know like what your take is god damn it do you are you annoyed by Sheena I have been for a while okay <laughs> I have like it's so interesting too because I recently got into like a long DM conversation with like a listener on the podcast and she was like she was like you don't understand like Sheena's the worst fucking person like yep. blah 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 and like going down the list and she was like I think kind of irritated that I just like don't go in hard on Sheena but like I just I don't have like she doesn't hit my but push my buttons in the way that like other cast members do and so it was interesting to be like I'm interested in people who fucking hate Sheena is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> if, if you're from California you have met Sheena before. Mm-hmm. Sheena's from like Chino or something. Azusa. Azusa. Yeah. My grandmother used to live in Azusa. <laughs> uh, there are so many people like that in California, especially Southern California, who are just like this and talk like this all the time. I have nothing interesting to say. And you just, oh, the way that she dresses makes me mad. Um, the way that she talked to Shay made me mad. The way that she can never be satisfied with anything makes me mad. And just the way that she interacts with the other like people in the friend group just feels very fake. I mean, they're all like fake in their own mm-hmm. ways, but like she takes it to another level. And the whole Montauk trip where she was whining about the food and like her diet, I was like, just shut up, just stop it. And I remember. When you first were on this show, when you had the pop music career that just disappeared. And, yeah. And you were dating a married man mm-hmm. and you were the one, you were Lala. And now you're just giving her a bunch of shit and like throwing shade at her. That's crazy. Yeah. That seemed crazy to me. Like how quickly they all forgot that like a few moons ago, their friend Sheena was in the exact same position as Lala. But that's like classic hypocrisy, like Vanderpump Rules style. They trade in. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, Sheena was really annoying in Montauk, and it's like, it would be annoying to have your friend that's like, I'm not going to do that, or I'm not going (laughs) to do this. It's like, why are you on this trip then? You're on this trip for, like, more camera time, essentially, because you're not really having fun or, like, playing ball with any of the the vacation stuff that we're doing. I think she's the one who's not actually in the group. Yeah. I think that she's in the group for the cameras, because she... Go down the list of all of them. Which one does she get along with? Well, I think that she's close with Jax, like Mm -hmm. hangs out with Jax a lot. I think now she hangs out with James a lot. Yeah. Um, She and Lala are recent friends again, have been like like, pictured on Snapchat together and stuff. But the three main girls, I don't think there's any sort of like actual No, I think that they hate her. Yeah, I think so too, especially Stassi. But Stassi hated her from the beginning. Stassi's never liked her. And that's the thing is like... I feel like now Stassi's right back where she's always wanted to be, which is like the like the top point of the triangle because I call them the triangle brains. And so it's like Stassi's kind of the one in control. Katie is like probably the next most powerful. And then I think Kristen is like third most powerful. Kristen is like, in you know, in the Return of the Jedi, that little like 
rodent that laughed all the time in Jabba the Hutt's palace, that's Kristen. <laughs> She's just like there just to like laugh at everybody else or like make a snide comment but yeah. she doesn't offer anything she's no longer offering anything because yeah, she's not crazy Kristen. Anymore. i know and it's like it's so it's sad but it's just like she's gonna slowly fade away and i feel like we're seeing it in this like we've seen it now in both reunion episodes where Kristen gets passed over for like any sort of like acknowledgement and she was tweeting about how she got a lot of her stuff cut out Really? Yeah. She's like, uh, you know, um, Nikolai, the yeah, kid who stupid. didn't say anything about her. <sighs> that kid. I have a whole thing about the kid, I but I won't. I have a whole thing, too. I won't go there right now. Yeah. But, like, she said, oh, yeah, Nikolai, he he, uh, he diagnosed me or he had comments about <laughs> me. And they they cut it out. I'm like, well, you probably, you're probably just realizing now that you're not that interesting yeah. on television. I think that they're kind of trying to like send a message like <laughs> yeah. via Andy you're Cohen out. and like editors and producers that are like, you better up your game next season because this is what happens. Snip, snip. She, she peaked in, I guess it was season three or four, whenever she got fired, when she was out in the, the smoking area mm-hmm. and she just screamed, suck a dick. Yeah. Suck a dick <laughs> to the, <laughs> the French manager. And that's still one of my favorite catchphrases from that show. Yeah. It was an epic. She was moment. awesome. Mm-hmm. But she was awesome in the way that Lala is awesome, where it's not sustainable uh, on the show. If you, if you isolate yourself and marginalize yourself from the dynamic of the, the friend group, you're not going to be on camera enough, yeah. which is why Sheena has to pretend to like Stassi and Katie and Kristen. And mm-hmm. they have to pretend to like her is because she wants to be on the show. True. And sometimes not even pretend to like, but like continue to be in each other's lives to have a little bit of drama that then you can like perpetuate in order to make yourself seem more interesting or get people to like pay attention to you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Sibling fights are unavoidable. 
But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. I have breaking news for all the men out there who are looking for a little cup support. Finally, Me Undies is unveiling their latest gifts to help men feel big the contoured pouch and ball caddy. This micromodal sling keeps things separated and lifted. Nine out of 10 women swear this sophisticated brief technology will make you look huge. And that's all that matters, right? I personally have not tried the contoured pouch and ball caddy, but I do have a pair of high-cut, high-waisted undies, and I'm obsessed with the material. I love to sleep in full-coverage underwear, and these are so soft. They're comfortable. They're also flattering. They don't cut in weird to my hips or waist, and I'm positive that based on my experience with undies, the men who decide to go down a contoured pouch and ball caddy road are also going to be singing MeUndies praises. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, MeUndies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes XS to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. MeUndies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. MeUndies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh-so-comfy, making it ideal for all-day wear. They use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on me undies. Good things come in big packages at me undies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com/sexy. That's meundies.com/sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. Me undies, comfort from the outside in. I want to I want to bring up something that I think will come up in uh, part 3. Mm-hmm. But Stassi's evolution from mean girl super bitch to oh, I just need to find a boyfriend is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life because she's complaining about her weight and not having anybody to date and oh I have to go on a blind date and I, I'm going to do this photo shoot to make me feel better about myself mm-hmm. the most contrived thing I've it's ever seen it's such an about face yeah, and it's so like you're right. It's completely contrived. It feels totally inauthentic. And it's like she basically figured out like how to appeal to a wider female audience. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I hate what that says about the wider female audience is that you need to hate your body, hate yourself and be desperate to have a boyfriend. And that's how you become like a relatable woman. I think it's just vulnerability in general. You know, you can't really like someone who knows that they're beautiful. And they're successful. But why, like that, 
that makes me mad because I feel like you should like I liked season one and two Stassi. Yeah. I was obsessed. I like I modeled my own 30th birthday after <laughs> her like 25th birthday. Did someone I, throw a drink on someone else? No one. No, no drink drama happened. But I was like, Stassi went to Mexico. I'm fucking going to Mexico. <laughs> and like I was really like down with her yeah. and like. And then now it's just so, it's just so like, and it's working. Get it's, fucking creative for once in your life. She's more successful than anybody else on that show yeah. because she figured out how to appeal to everybody who hated her in season one and season two. And mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty brilliant. You have to give her a lot of credit for understanding her brand. Yeah, that's true. And she's done like a real, cause I mean, she's been in the reality game far before Vanderpump oh, rules right. even existed. Yeah. So she's been at it a long, it's like kind of like a child actress in some ways. She's been at it a long time and just crafting the perfect thing to like figure out how to get in and then lock in and then build off of that. That's why I'm so upset about the Nikolai thing. I think it's ruining his childhood by being trotted out to say like Jonathan Lip Nikki from Jerry Maguire platitudes every single episode. Yeah. I just wrote down in my notes. I was like child labor laws. Like <laughs> it's creepy. <laughs> it's so creepy. That bow tie he was wearing. He looked like Damien. Wait. Also, you need to look up. We discovered Nikolai's Instagram because no. he has an Instagram and it's like it's some it's like. Nikolai and then his last name it's like Nikolai underscore then his last name underscore then lol (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to follow a child I didn't follow him but I looked because I was like oh my god he has like lol in his thing that interests me (laughs) that speaks to to my interest and so I was clicking through some of his videos guess what he's not very lol no, That's of all course I'm not. Say. Yeah, they showed his first uh, appearance where he was giving Jax like advice in uh, that cabin. That's when Jax like, was looking good. Yeah, yeah. Is this little kid reading cue cards because he kept looking at like away from the camera in a way that like someone was feeding him lines. Well, I think people were probably like, "Keep going." Yeah, please don't stop. Yeah, or like Dana Schroeder, like Stassi's mom is there with like a glass of Pinot Grigio being like, <laughs> "Come on, honey, tell Jax a thing or two." Like <laughs> I wonder if if Stassi's mother and James's mother have ever met. Because I feel like they would get along super well. Yeah, I feel like they would. Rich white wine drunks. That's a reality show. Make I would watch, him. yeah, the mothers of the cast. Yeah. Because they're all friends. I don't think James's mom is in the friend group, but I think like uh, Stassi's mom and Katie's mom hang out a Yeah, lot. Stassi's mom was at the wedding. Yeah. Good Lord. Oof. There were a few Lala moments that were like really good sound bites is when Lala's like, you put me in BH and all the anxiety goes oh, away. Man. I was like, ooh. I, want, I tweeted this uh, and I still don't have an answer. Who actually calls it BH? I'm going to Beverly Hills. Yeah, I've never in my life. Against my will, usually. Who calls it that? Maybe in a text message to someone when you don't want to type it out, but you're never like, oh, I'm in BH right now. What are you doing? Because I just immediately think butthole. Like, (laughs) that's where my mind goes when you say BH to me. Well, maybe that's what she meant. She's like, it's like her, like, getting around the NDA. She's like, you put me in BH and the anxiety goes away. And, like, winks pointedly at someone, at Andy. Stuffed like a turkey. She's like, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. Um, And then when she said that her money, when they were trying to break down, like, where her money comes from, and she said childhood modeling. 
Which I did not know she was a model, but I love that. No one a makes that much model. money from being a child model. That's crazy. Oh, by the way, I think, I don't know if it was teeth being capped or filler in her lips, but she looked different. Yeah, I think it was a filler thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good um, for her. Good for Get her. Get it, girl. Um, And then when Stassi was like, but we're still looking at you. And Lala goes, I know you're very lucky. You can thank me later. That was a good line. That Everybody was laughed. really good. But my big question is who was driving Lala's car that oh like Sandoval, was it Sandoval and Schwartz saw someone driving her car? Yeah. And then they went up to the person and we're like, do you know Lala Kent? And he was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like what is this mystery and then she was like no one drives my car that's that probably the nda yeah oh man um it's got to be the dude right it has to be it's got to be the dude or another dude How she's seeing know, on the side though, like everyone in la has range rovers or like i mean cars are not that like distinguishable license plate but like how do they know like does she have like a vanity plate i'm so confused because i'm trying to think of like if I saw a car and was like, oh, that's my, that's clearly my friend's car being driven by a rant, like a random person. I don't think I know my friend's cars Her well enough. Her license plate says butthole on it. <laughs> no, put me in BH. <laughs> put me in BH. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I can recognize my wife's car based on the scratches on the back or the license plate mm-hmm. number. Uh, so maybe they could just tell because they see her car all the time because they're always at Sir or they're at a shoot or something. Yeah. And, like her car is there. But it's super strange. Maybe she's got a side piece. Have we ever thought about that? Because wasn't there a dude that was like trying to get into her house or was watching her? That was a whole subplot of like she's afraid to leave her house because someone's watching her. Really? I think that's what James said once. Oh, twist. Yeah. Um so maybe there's an extra dude. Yeah, maybe she's allowed to have other like boyfriends or something, and then she like lent one of them her car, but then she didn't want the main guy to exactly. know. And considering how many rumors there have been about who the guy is, maybe they're all this like every rumor is true, and she's just seeing a bunch of guys. Yeah, everything's on the table with Lala Kent. That's true, and I look forward to her like memoir about this time in her life like 50 years from now no one will read that (laughs) (laughs) i will read it you and i will be the only ones (laughs) i I don't think this show is gonna have a shelf life past five years you don't think so well it's been now five seasons so about five what it was like 2013 i think this show started so we're looking at the point in time where they all start getting married Mm -hmm. and getting too old to be cool and or like too old to be doing so much recreational coke. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> my favorite my favorite thing to do, my favorite game when I'm watching that show is to pick out when Jax is on cocaine. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. What was it? It was when he was screaming about how he's the leader of the group. I'm the number one guy in the group. That guy was so gacked out. Yeah. It was hilarious. People send me screenshots now, like on Twitter and Instagram of like Jack's Coke moments because he gets like a real intense gaze and yeah. like his jaws all his jaw locked clenches. up. He's kind of has a sheen of sweat. Oh, yeah. A no. Bit red. We, we can smell our own people who've mm-hmm. done cocaine before. Yeah. Um, but. You know, I, I think that at some point they're going to get spinoffs. Jack, Jax is getting his spinoff. Uh, Tom and Tom should probably get a spinoff if they do that bar thing with Lisa. I feel like Tom and Tom's, like, or the 
the Tom Gastro Pub or whatever it is will be featured on next season, mm-hmm. like the open it, like the getting it together, the opening of it. And it'll be fed out in a way that it's like to gain audience interest to then set them up for like a spinoff that would happen after next season. Right. Jackson Brittany, I feel like depending on this one, that's like Jackson Brittany take Kentucky. They're trying to set up a thing where the next one would be Jackson Brittany getting married. Yep. And then the next one would be Jackson Brittany having baby, which is bone chilling. No, please don't do that. I mean, I will watch that, but it will shake me to my core. <laughs> I may never come. I may never be the same. We, none of us may ever be the same. When you after, said like, I may never come, I was like, that's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> I for may me. never come I again. I will never come again. <laughs> it's, it's, my dick shrivels up just from the sight of it. Yeah. That's like, you're making a deal with the devil to like watch those shows to like be complicit and then bringing a child into this world oh, is no, like, you're really sacrificing don't. something. I, I, I think all of them are angling for a reality show. It just depends on Jackson, Brittany if it's successful or not i'm gonna wa- i mean i'll watch it and i'll like keep doing a podcast about it because i've made that commitment to myself but i'm not super jazzed on like that wouldn't be the number one spinoff i'd want to watch there's a natural tension though of him with her parents yeah and a lot of fireworks as we saw in that promo that mm-hmm. they just had prepared and him being like disrespectful to her entire family and everyone in their town. <laughs> him screaming at her sister, just that was a moment where I locked in and I said, This is it. This yeah. is gonna be good. Because he's screaming at her sister. He feels so much freedom to disrespect her in front of her family and disrespect her family in front of her. Yep. It's wild. Oh my god. I cannot imagine dating some I feel like I did date someone like that when I was like twenty, twenty one. But he was also a cokehead. Right. And so that kind of explained what that vibe was. It's irrational behavior. <laughs> That's why it's bad for you, kids. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. So yeah, we'll see about that. I want I would like a new crop of people to be brought in to like work at Sir or work at Tom's restaurant and kind of start to like follow their drama. It's an it's a next generation kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have fresh blood. And the thing that makes this whole franchise so brilliant is it's not called tom and jacks and Brittany and sheena and stassi it's called vanderpump rules yeah the only person that matters is lisa vanderpump mm-hmm. everyone else is expendable yeah i don't think they know that <laughs> but th- it's true yeah like, if they cast it properly and found a way to at least come halfway close to replicating their chemistry the show could go on forever. Mm-hmm. But then that's not so great for the current cast of the show. Yeah. And they get all upset whenever there's like a new person. Like um, there were internet rumors that one of the old hosts on Howard Stern had like quit her job and moved to LA and started working at Sir and is now going to be on next season. And Jax like tweeted that article and he was like, I've never heard of this, like blah, 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 like got immediately like mad and defensive about it, which makes me think that A, it's happening and B, like this is just what happens when anyone new tries to come in. Yeah. And they all band together to like support each other in that. They're kind of like the cast of friends in that way. <laughs> yes, except like millions and millions of dollars poorer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and well, maybe not less, maybe not more coked out because there was Matthew Perry doing yeah. a lot of drugs True. at that time. True, painkillers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's interesting too about like 
the Britney of it all is that I feel like especially last night we saw a glimpse into like how dead set she is on getting married, which is not something I ever really feel like I knew about her prior to this like reunion episode. And then it was like, that always is really interesting to me because I feel like that just eclipses all common sense, which makes for a great like show about trying to get because I was like, it's never been never added up for me like okay you know who this person Jax Taylor is you know like his past and like what he's doing now and like you know everything you need to know about him and like he's probably not the most desirable candidate for a husband or a father but I think Brittany proved that it doesn't really matter like she's gonna get married to Jax I also think that she probably realizes that it's uh advantageous for her to push that storyline mm-hmm. and the producers are like yeah of course weddings are always super popular on this show you go going back to sheena and shay's wedding and now the entirety of season five was about tom and katie getting married so they're pairing them all off yeah but the thing about it is once they all get married or they settle down or they stop drinking all the time, the show's over. Mm-hmm. So we're just, the clock is ticking for all of them. Yeah. Either get married, do the big thing and then fade away or continue partying and hope that the show stays popular. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and maybe that Stassi's playing her cards right after all. Cause she's like single and like on the prowl and Stassi's a hundred percent the smartest. Well, Ariana is also really smart, but Stassi is the most self-aware of all of them. Tom Schwartz has been neutered at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling you before we went on the air that I saw him on Fairfax, just looking terrified, like, <laughs> like a groundhog. Uh, like po- poking his head out of a falafel stand over and over again. I think he's truly just controlled by fear. Yeah, he looked terrified. He looked so, like, he was trembling. <laughs> I don't know what he, if, if he was looking for Katie, he thought Katie was hiding behind a trash can, like that uh, guy with the weird face in Mulholland Drive or something. I yeah. don't know what he was so scared of. It's but. like, is she going to see me, like, talk to the falafel person? Because <laughs> I feel it's like they could get in a fight about literally anything. Yeah, or like I ordered the wrong side. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I wanted french fries. I didn't want a salad, you dumb fuck. Yeah, he's to- his balls and dick have been, like, ripped off and put in a jar somewhere and preserved, <laughs> and now he's just like a Ken doll down there. I feel bad for him, because he's one of the guys that I like the best on that show, too. He's a, he's a likable guy. 100%. Yeah. yeah. But he just doesn't seem particularly happy. No. It's like, there's like a, there's a person inside that's screaming to come out, but like with every passing day, that little person dies a little bit more until he's just going to be a shell of him, his former self. Tom, if you're listening to this, we're worried about you. We're worried. Get help. Yes. You can call any phone number in the phone book and just say, I need help and someone will help you. I guarantee it. Or just like get in the car and drive to Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. 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 Discover yourself. (laughs) Discover what you're passionate about. Get into crochet or something. Mm -hmm. I think he could have like a hobby some sort of interesting hobby oh, like, or like, DIY yeah, thing. You can like make uh, clay pots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see him as Fire like and clay pots. a potter or yep. pottery. I just open a little knickknack shop yeah. on Main Street. He'd have good little conversations with the locals and like stare off into the distance a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
when Nikolai told Katie, lower down the drinking so you don't fight with people and maybe you'll have friends, that was incredible. I mean, it's good advice. It's the true, it's true advice. It's still mystifying to me that every time there's a scene in one of their apartments at like what seems like two o'clock in the afternoon, the wine comes out. It's I mean, wine. I know why. Yeah. It's wine or a cocktail or yeah. just a straight up cocktail. Yeah, when is, I mean, I feel bad taking one drink these days because I'm so old. Yeah, it has to be, there needs to be like time in between and I'm usually like, okay, two drinks and I'm good. Like if I go beyond that, I'm going to feel it the next day. Yeah. And like day drinking is also just a challenge when you get older. Yeah, you just want to go to sleep immediately. Yeah, but not for them. Well. It's like their fuel. It's that and other stuff, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. But also <laughs> what's mystifying is that like, I don't think Katie has taken any responsibility this season for like her drinking problems. Like Sheena kind of brought it up in the episode yesterday and she's like, well, everyone said something. And then Katie's like, well, that's just a convenient narrative that you go to every time something's wrong is that it's like, oh, my fault because I'm drinking. Yeah, but it is. Yeah. It's, it's always truth. her fault. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's she drinks and gets mad at people. Like she's done. Like I've been a personal victim of that. <laughs> like I, I'm not, it's not like, Oh, maybe it is. Maybe it does. We don't, we'll never know what the truth is. Like, Hmm. It's like, no, that's like what you do. You get wasted and then you attack people. Yeah. But that's true of every character on that show. Yeah. I don't, I think Katie maybe gets the brunt of it because of, but I think she does. She like, seeks people out like on social media and stuff and just tries to like go in on them wait does she attack people on social media yeah when she drunk? goes she gets really drunk and then around like four or five in the morning she'll start responding to people on instagram and do like big paragraph like responses to them and try to like dress them down but it's like you're drunk and also not smart so it doesn't really work <laughs> i hope she doesn't listen to this show and then start <laughs> harassing me at three in the morning you might be in for a treat. Oh, please don't. Then you can join the Tequila Katie Victims Rescue <laughs> Club. I'm a journalist. You don't want to come at me. I'll ruin you. <laughs> I'll destroy you. That's what we do. Destroy famous people. My last real thing that I feel like we need to talk about is like, I'm confused at why like Stasi cares about trying to get our like, like to secure a friendship with Ariana. Oh, I know exactly why. Why? Because Stasi is used to everyone liking her. Mm -hmm. She's created a world very clearly where everyone wants to be her friend. Everyone is her friend. Guys want to have sex with her. Girls want them, want her to hang out with them. And Ariana just doesn't care. Yeah. And is very honest about not caring. I think that's the thing that rubs most of those characters the wrong way about Ariana is that she's not sucking up to them mm -hmm. about, I need to be on the show. I need to be on the show. I'm going to make an effort to be best friends with Stassi or I'm going to make an effort to create some drama. The drama comes from them finding her unpleasant for her honesty. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think, I think it must drive a, a narcissist like Stassi crazy. Yeah. Well, it drives all of them crazy because it's like, I mean, the whole basis, and I've talked about this someone on the podcast before, but it's like their lives have now been set up in a way that they get rewarded for everything that they do, whether it's like a nice thing or an awful thing. It's just like 
they have diehard fans that are just like there for it. And like when people actually see the truth of like their actions and then speak to it in a negative way, it just like blows their minds and they actually like start to malfunction over it. Like yeah. they just can't understand like why you and anyone would like say such a thing. And it's just like a zero self-awareness moment. Yeah. I, I, I just, I don't think, I think if Stasi could get her to just say, I really want to be best friends with you. And, do you want to go have brunch? That'd be the happiest moment of her life. That's where that like, oh, I broke her came from. Mm-hmm. She was just trying to find a way to make Ariana like her because she needs to be liked. Well, also it's like, I think Stasi prides herself on like being real quote unquote. And then it's like, I mean, she's not, and she's like pretty fake. Like this whole thing, her whole like persona is very like calculated and manufactured in order to like, appeal to the audience or so whatever. she can be the like new orleans oprah yeah but like to have someone to have ariana's like endorsement then helps her personal brand and like gives her like a backup as far as oh yeah stassi is like the real bitch and like blah 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 anyone who says that they're real is the least real person on the planet. <laughs> I will never say that I'm real because half the time I'm pretending to like you because that's how the world works is you have to pretend to like everybody. Yeah. Um, so if, yeah, if you're like, Oh no, I'm so real. I'm always just shooting from the hip and super honest. You're saying that because that's your brand mm-hmm. and your brand is fake. Yeah. I think it's like a brand. She wants like that brand endorsement. Yeah. She's got visions of, having her own talk show and being the Bethany Frankel of Vanderpump rules that she's going to be the breakout star. And right now she's well ahead of everybody else just because she's the only one who knows how to do it. And the rest of them just seem like lost, like just doing club appearances or selling sunglasses on their Instagram. Mm -hmm. But Stassi's way ahead of the curve. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see where everything goes from here. It's going to be a shit show. Excited and terrified. Uh, I, I'm for myself s- and for Jackson Brittany's unborn baby. I'm also scared for Shay and, and Sheena next week's uh, volatile reunion. Ugh. Do we even think like anything? The only good, okay. The only really good thing that Sheena does, like, and something that I really enjoy, is that she's so kind of like. She does these like predictable things that are almost like it would be almost mean, but I don't think she's like mean enough to actually know that what she's doing is mean. So he's like, are you the moment where he's like, you're dating someone else? And she's like, yeah, (laughs) you follow him on Instagram. (laughs) That guy. Wait a minute. You follow a lot of dudes on Instagram, man. How do you know which dude she's talking about? But it's like, that's like such a classic Sheena thing to say and where she would think that she's like really being kind of like kind or like revealing something like i don't think she said that to be mean because i just don't think she's smart enough to be like (laughs) mean in that way or like cutting in that way but it's so good sheena sheena had a i guarantee you a jeep cherokee in high school and she had a roxy sticker on the back Mm -hmm. she probably wore flip-flops everywhere She's just a Cali girl. She is Leave so Cali. Leave Sheena alone. Oh, Sheena, Sheena. Let Sheena shine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's going to be her pop music name when she gets back in the biz. Mm-hmm. I desperately could use another Sheena Marie single. Oh, man. 
I, I just want to like bathe in a bathtub full of gifts of her doing her dances. Yeah. Oh, I guess we're going to just have to settle for like James Kennedy's music career instead. Shouts to the, uh, the dog park thing where he was talking about picking up the poop. That was great. <laughs> that was a classic James moment. He's going to, he's going to open a mall in Poughkeepsie one day. Yeah. And good for him. Cause they'll pay him 500 bucks to do it. He's going to, I see, I see big things for James. I don't know. He's very handsome. It's striking how like, and he's young. He's like, what? 24, 25. He has like, that dude will self-sabotage himself. Mm, we'll see. He could have, he could be the breakout star of this show if he wanted to. Yeah. But he's not, he he was barely on the show after he was barely on the show, but maybe he maybe he learned a lesson and we'll see a new James next season because he's definitely going to come back. And he Lisa has his back at the end of the day more, I think, than she has anyone else's back. Yeah, because he's a family friend. Because he's a family friend. Raquel has to go though. Oh, I live. She, she is... just will. She'll run out of batteries, and then someone <laughs> will put her in like a in like a glass display case in like a museum somewhere. She might be the stupidest person to ever be on that show. It she is one hundred percent. I just love you so much, James. I missed you. I was hoping that they would have Raquel come out when they were talking about the Gigi and Ellie, like to get her take on it. No, but I'm she's sure too producers boring. were like, that will take 45 minutes to get her to say like one full sentence. So like, we just don't have time for it today. James and I love each other and he would never cheat <laughs> on me. I heard you're obsessed with my boyfriend. You're ugly. <laughs> I I live for Raquel and I hope that I hope that they stand the test of time. She kind of rules in in like a sneaky way because she is like a, like a cell phone that's slowly dying. Well, the best thing about Raquel is like, she's so dumb and like, can't speak. And it's just, she's (laughs) like, she can't speak. (laughs) She can't speak. And she's like fully malfunctioning. She's like a, just a blow up doll at this point. But then every time you ask James about it, he goes, I'm so in love. She's my queen. I worship the ground she walks on. Like, and he's so effusive about her. It's, and that's what makes the Raquel of it all even more hilarious. Cause it's like, how, like what, what are their, what's their day to day, like communication and relationship. Like when my mind goes to very dark places, I think about what it must be like to have sex with her and not in like a fun way, but in like how, Fuck. mechanically does it work fuck me <laughs> it's like it's like fucking et oh james you're I, so big like i just imagine her as like very much laying there yeah like not moving a whole lot or like taking a long time to get into like various positions i'm coming <laughs> i'm like <laughs> coming right now Put it in my BH. <laughs> That's a callback, kids. That's how we do it. Uh, and with that, I think we're done here. I think we've had enough. Uh, we've, we've talked enough about this. We have analyzed a television show that probably doesn't deserve to be analyzed as much. Yeah. Like you said, it's just pretty simple. It's still my it's favorite. not that complicated. And if any of you cast members on this show are listening to this, and I know you are, mm-hmm. because anytime someone mentions you in the world, you know, I still love your show. Love I it do. forever. Just don't change. 
Promise me you will never grow up and you'll never change. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.